This podcast is a product of the Hyper RPG Podcasting Network. Visit hyperrabbitpowergo.com to learn more. Otaku presents Anime Club here on Hyper RPG. The gang is all back together. The trio is back. It's been a bit. I'm it sorry. Has. No, it's all, it's all good. It's not just you. Matt yeah. went to like Boston. Oh, yeah, Boston. that's right. You were working on a cool thing, and yeah. I was just here living this life, I guess. Holding down the <laughs> fort. Holding down the fort. And making man. dreams happen for our viewers. That's right. But, uh, you, but yeah, Michelle, you uh, were working on a very cool event for E3. Uh, I was. Which I, you couldn't tell us about, but now you can tell us about yeah, it because it's happened. Yeah, all over the, the interwebs. If you guys Google Fortnite at E3, there were two events I helped produce uh, along with the company I Am 8-Bit. We did the Fortnite Pro-Am, which is a professional versus amateur. Flea, uh, mm. It was like a tournament, like League of Legends style, like huge uh, Ninja yeah. was there. Uh, DJ Marshmallow was there. Yeah, Joel McHale was there. Together, Dude, Joel they McHale. did. Joel McHale. Yeah. Joel McHale. I feel like DJ Marshmallow has been a recurring theme in my life lately because, like, at Universal, they've been doing grad nights, and DJ Marshmallow has been oh. doing oh, wow. something. I, is he an actual DJ? Am I? Do I, am I really showing how old I am right now? <laughs> no. I had to Google every single person cool, that was awesome, on awesome. our um, <laughs> that was on our uh, celebrity amateur list because I'm an idiot. Most of them are sports people, to be honest. Cool. Um, I'm, so, I'm glad that I'm not the only only old person at the yeah. table. <laughs> so that was a really interesting uh, event we did. It It was an outdoor stadium event, which is the first time an eSports League thing has been done like that. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. And then like right after that, we had a uh, private party called the Fortnite Battle Royale. Yes. Um, we had uh, a lot of people there. It was really cool. Um, DJ Marshmallow showed up again to perform. And then also Logic, you may have heard of him, mm-hmm. <laughs> was there also. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. That's yeah. what I kept seeing pictures of was the party, <laughs> the Battle Royale, and it looked yeah. very, very cool. I mean, there were like fireworks, guys. It was very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I mean, that's yeah. basically next level. Uh, yeah, but so. I'm tired and I'm a little dead inside. So. Hey, you had <laughs> you some know? great food, though. Yeah, I, I did see your food instas. They look real good. Oh, the, the food inside the party? Yeah, we didn't out. It was good. Oh, no, like, and your like little, you, like your food. that You get food, good food. Oh, yeah. I feel like anytime I my need Instagram to get food is just food, yeah. <laughs> it's like super good. Listen, there's nothing wrong with basing your entire life around what you're going to eat next. That so is my two cents about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the episode, want to say thank you again to all of our subscribers mm-hmm. on Patreon. If you are not a patron, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Uh, uh, seriously, guys, uh, just donating five bucks or even, even less dollar, than that, a dollar a month mm-hmm. uh, is really, really helpful for us here at Hyper. We are an independent company, and that allows us to continue to create new and interesting content for you guys all to enjoy. I mean, mm-hmm. Matt, you and Naeem have a Patreon goal going on right we now. Is that correct? Do. <laughs> guys, we are working our way to making our video game show Hit Points a weekly series. Uh, we just did a couple episodes. Of, like This is like our test run, our OVA, if you, I guess. I guess it's the OVA of, uh, <laughs> of Hit Points, uh, where we did our E3 coverage. You can check that out on our YouTube. Um, and yeah, give, give it a watch. Uh, check it out if you like that. Go, we're only like less than 100 away to making it a weekly show. So we want to make that happen, our 2250 goal. So we're really, really close. So Heck yes. Yeah. Get on over there and become a patron today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, obviously we want to talk a little bit about uh, some very particular news out of E3. But before we do that, can we just like take a second to talk about My Hero Academia? <laughs> yes. We've been doing a weekly show covering it and, you know, spreading positivity and issuing challenges to the community to be better people. But 
I mean, this last episode was so good. Okay, so full disclosure, <laughs> Matt asked me. I totally to, knew. <laughs> Matt was. Matt said to me, "Hey, uh, we should watch this next episode of My Hero Academia together." Yeah, and I yeah. was like. All right, that's why. <laughs> no, I knew it was gonna be something. Yeah. I thought I thought something crazy was gonna happen, and it's not that something crazy didn't happen, but it was just such an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, like my, I was in it tears. literally ended with both of us just like sitting on my couch sobbing <laughs> at the end of this episode, and I'm like. Matt, do you want some tissues? Oh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take some Guys, tissues. Guys, this is some best friend shit right here. I, I, I spent most of my weekend crying over anime or anime-adjacent <laughs> content, to be completely honest, because mm -hmm. did either have either of you watched the latest season of Voltron? I have it. It is on my to-do list, though. I, I'm going to. I've heard this week. crazy listen, good things. Listen, it is incredible. I mean, we, we've talked about before back in the earlier days when we were doing Hyper Otaku, the Twitch show, and we did a whole episode about Voltron. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we, or, you know, Voltron Legendary Defender, specifically talking a little bit about the history of the series as a whole and how it kind of evolved out of Golion. But the Netflix series, Voltron Legendary Defender, is so, so good. And again, it was licensed to Netflix for, I think they ordered like 70-something mm -hmm. episodes. It, it's basically the equivalent of three 26 episode seasons yes. so see so this uh end of what they're calling season six is actually the ending of season two right and it's just yeah. it's one of those things where it's it, it's such a satisfying has a everything build. has yeah. changed mm -hmm. ending and oh it's gonna be i, I cannot oh wait for the next season gotta go home, watch it. <laughs> i'm dying i'm dying it was, Bye guys. It was so so good and you get so many answers to a lot of questions that we have had since the beginning of season one so it's uh i, I cannot awesome. stress to you guys enough how much you should be watching the show also mm -hmm. animation takes a really really long time to get made there is a storyline in this current season that is so on the nose about some current issues uh within sort of the internet geek nerd space uh what it, it, it's unbelievable it's like oh, they predict the future that's yeah. insane it's Relevance. it's really really good and relevant and uh if you like, you know, Legend of Korra or Avatar The Last Airbender, mm -hmm. I don't know why you're not watching Voltron. Yeah. Or maybe you are watching Voltron and you're, I'm just preaching to the choir here. But. Did you see the last episode of, of, of My Hero Academia? No. Uh, I'm behind. Uh, Guys, I haven't been part of the internet for like two weeks. I was so busy. <laughs> I, I'm just, sorry. It just encompasses everything that All Might is represented. Yeah. By like, kinda... He is like, the, the, why he is the best superhero, why why everyone looks up to him uh -huh. and like the journey that he's come through. Like it's, like he really represents good, and like I like literally all that. Like he's not just he doesn't just represent it. Like you see why he does, and like why why he believes he has to. And I just think it's. I'm really gonna special. watch it, man. I'm gonna like it. You, you gotta, gotta watch it. You gotta, the choir, you buddy. Yeah. Plus, man, those fight scenes so, so good. good. And uh, you know, speaking of really epic and killer fight scenes, Whoa, 2018 marks the 50th anniversary of the best-selling, longest-running manga anthology Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump. Mm. So not surprisingly, last week at E3, Bandai Namco announced a new video game featuring some of the magazine's most popular characters. The trailer shows such iconic heroes as Goku, Luffy, and Naruto coming together to fight evil in the real world, as in the actual painstakingly rendered real world, like real locations, New like York City, Times Square. Yeah. Uh, while the visuals may take some adjusting to, the trailer definitely invokes an epic vibe, leaving audiences wanting just the right amount of more. Unfortunately, most of the people who actually played the demo at E3 said it was a little underwhelming. Right. Yeah. Uh, add to that the fact that a lot of popular Shonen Jump characters are missing, i.e. 
anyone from My Hero Academia or present but not playable, such as Death Note's Light and Ryuk, and you're left wondering if this game is really worth the hype that it probably deserved. Um, Matt, as our resident shonen expert, uh, what is your take on this upcoming game, given all the early criticism? Well, okay, look, if you want to do a shonen game, you need to jump go back to, like, the DS version of these kind of fighters, like, jump ultimate stars. Like, you need to literally have every single character in there. If you ever played that game in particular, which is my favorite of the shonen fighting games, it literally has everyone. And, like, there's main fighters, but then the support fighters and everything. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally... Anyone you could think of in a shonen, and like this will be so so limited. It's gonna be so limited, yeah. and like I think the roster is a big. I mean, again, it's like as you say, this. so far all we've really seen are characters from Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Naruto. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't to say that those are the only characters that are gonna be in the right. game, right. but I, I mean. Yeah. There's no way because it's going to be a three-on-three battle system. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, it needs to have at least three times as many characters. Sure, right? Yeah. I honestly think this game was not ready to uh, I don't think show. So yeah. Because we're like, shit, we got to get it out. It's E3. We thought we'd be done. Whoops. Which happens all a lot. the time Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the problem with the demo that I read about, because uh, again, it was not inside E3. I was too busy working, um, was that the AI you're fighting against, which just, just like stood there. Like, right. Didn't do yeah. And, and like also yeah. having multiple characters, you didn't actually really have control over the yeah. other characters, which again, I doubt will be the case in the finished version of the mm-hmm. game. But for right now, you could only call them in for combos and everybody shared one health bar. Well, yeah. I, heard, I heard that's the way the game is going to be that... Uh, so you can't control who you pick in. It's in the rotation of how you're right. selected. But you do share one health bar, and you can do combos together. But you're supposed to be able to switch and play. Your main fighter. Yeah, yeah and play the other okay. characters. Okay, interesting. Um, I, did, I did some Shonen Jump research the other day. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it, the system is supposed to be like way more simple than, say, Dragon Ball. Okay, yeah. Yeah. interesting. Um, I want, and- I, to me, I sort of wonder why, because I think that one of the things that people have really enjoyed about Dragon Ball Fighters is... Yes, there is a lot that you can learn and become really, really good at the game, but it's relatively user-friendly for mm-hmm. somebody to just right. pick up and play. Right, yeah. exactly. And not just that, like, I feel like these, the, the, the story of this game, it feels very injustice Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know what it is, but I imagine like Frieza sure. and, and uh, I don't know, Frieza and uh, Blackbeard and Orichimaru team up and cause a dimensional rift and like... Oh, yeah, right. which again, it, I mean, and, and you know, circling back to then your point, Matt, of like, why not just have every single character in Shonen Jump history make an appearance in some yeah. way or another, mm-hmm. uh, uh, especially when you consider that obviously this is going to be very like injustice over the top kind of stuff. And when you kind of compare this to something like another big fighting game game that was announced, which is Smash for the Switch, yeah. Yeah. where they announced literally every character that's ever been in Smash is going to be yeah, in duh. this game. The roster is huge. Yeah. And I think they're going to lack in it. Like I'd say the most we'd get in here is, I would say, this is my, being generous, like 24 fighters. Like, yeah. that, and that's still very limited for the Shonen Jump universe. There are so many shon- great Shonen characters yeah, that you it- could bring in that that I feel like won't see the light of day. You yeah. know? To be fair, it did say coming in 2019, so it could be the sure. end of 2019 when they are ready to release this. That's I don't very think true. I don't think it's ready. I think they yeah, I agree. It. Yeah. They, they weren't ready. They were like, it's our anniversary. We have to do it this year. Um, and then like, yo, those, this, the backgrounds, the settings, uh, they only it's, showed two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they weren't, it was like New York City, and I'm like, I don't like this it's at all. Weird. This is it's terrible. Like, the trailer showed Luffy in front of an American flag. It I'm felt like, like he's yeah. right in front of a straw hat flag. Right. Damn it. it! It felt like freaking uh, Luffy's coming Avengers. to America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt like an Avengers trailer, which I don't, which I'm not into yeah. for these characters. You know, for these characters, not for that's, these characters. That's not yeah. that's not the genre. We're it's, looking at. And it's not the. 
appeal, I mm-hmm. think. And then the other uh, background I, we saw was just like a big open field with no discerning characteristics. I'm like, this game's not done. And, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about uh, the light thing. Not that he's oh, not light and Ryuk. Yeah, I, they they are apparently not playable. Which They're, is insane. Yeah, because I mean, how because how fun would it be yeah. to play as a character that's not. Like a, a, a super just like shonen punchy yeah. character. Yeah. Like I can see him play, and I talked about this on Hit Points too, like seeing him play as, uh, which I thought he was a character, yeah. play like a like a Phoenix Wright, you know, in, yeah. uh, sure. in Marvel vs. Capcom. Like, he's like riding or throwing apples and Ryuk mm-hmm. is like going to like... That would be amazing. <laughs> like, like, I think amazing. The, he could just use Ryuk like his Pokemon. Yeah. Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. So yes. like, why is that not... Why was that the choice? I don't know. Just, I, don't I don't know. know. Maybe it, it's unlockable like M. Bison. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Is he the big bad in when this? You beat, when you beat the game, you can play him yeah he's the he's the big bad he's just he's, do you just, think frieza gets the death note what happens <laughs> i hope frieza gets the death note be because that would be hilarious uh and i wonder too like what kind of like i know it's a shonen game but like i wonder like what female characters are going to bring into this that's how like, i felt too you know, because there's, like, there's this whole trailer of oh the greatest heroes need to come together to save our world and it's yeah. all dudes and like yeah. from every one of those shonens there are some really amazing and yeah there are some great characters. women i like, have always really wanted there to be uh and ma- and again i have not played all of the dragon ball games obviously we've barely gotten any of them in america in, yeah. in the grand scheme of things but i've always wanted a dragon ball game where you could actually play as Bulma oh and my use God. inventions and, like, and yeah. tech. Yeah, yeah. Why not? That yeah. needs to happen. But again, that also kind of circles back to my idea of it would be fun to play as light as a playable character. It totally would be. You know? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. And yeah. who, who, really quick, like, who would, would you want in the game? In the game? Who hasn't been announced? Like, what character? Who would hasn't you want? been announced? I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for anything by Hero Academia, which yeah. also yeah. has a a new game coming out, uh, which right. Bonnet Anko was also previewing and was apparently really, really fun and good. very really. much in the vein of fighters uh yeah. i think i mean you know that you know that todoroki is my he's my love <laughs> yeah. he is best boy uh yeah. but i would love to see any of the pro heroes i think like it'd be super fun to play as like mount lady oh, yeah sorry. we have so many yeah. good female characters i can see show. Really I totally at least agree. being a, an assist character yeah, yeah. yeah. oh she'd be like, a great assist so character yeah. Yeah. it's unlockable yeah. i feel like there's gonna be a lot of unlockables in this game. i agree yeah. <laughs> i agree yeah and i mean if you can play as light then like i'd love it if you could play as misa you know yeah. Yeah. Oh, Exactly. That'd be that so, so dope. <laughs> uh, I hope we get some detec- Detective Conan in there. Yeah. We get some. Oh, yeah. Just throw in oh everybody. God, Detective Conan. Yeah, some, some uh, you know, Gon from Hunter x Hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. so yeah. many characters you can play as, and I don't think we're going to see that yeah. many, which is a bummer. I but, don't know, oh, well. but... Have a little dream in your heart, guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I, think, I think this does make me feel like I want... Uh, a magical girl fighting game with all oh, the magical girls. Oh, heck like. yes. I am there for a magical girl fighting game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, wh- while we're on the topic of gaming, that, that transitions us very nicely, oddly, oh, wow. uh, into our main topic this week, yeah. which is uh, the first seven episodes of the Record of Lotus War OVA, more dramatic. which was <laughs> the very first animated Record of Lotus War anything, though Record of Lotus War itself is basically somebody's D&D campaign. Yeah. Uh, Which is amazing! It was yeah. it was created in 1986 by Group SNE as a Dungeons & Dragons replay, which was serialized <laughs> in the Japanese magazine Comptique. Uh, yeah. It became so popular that the GM, uh, Ryo Mizuno, basically adapted his campaign into these stories that mm-hmm. then got published into novels. Right. And it's more or less the first Japanese, like, Lord of the Rings style high yeah. fantasy, which is yes. pretty cool. And honestly. these are like full novels. Uh, oh yeah, sold, they're not light sold novels. Over millions of copies. But the crazy, the wild thing to me is that before the novels, 
There were just, um, we were talking about replay. That means it's a transcript of what they literally did yes. in the game. So we would read something like, and then like Michelle rolled a four and that was bad. So she had a, she couldn't get through the door. Yeah. Next they took a water break and then like Matt tried to, you know, use his store to do something, but it was a dumb idea. Like it was a, tr it was a boring ass transcript. Maybe people were enthralled because they were, it just, um, D&D just came to Japan in 1985. Yeah. Uh, before before it got officially translated, like the year before that, people were just importing all the books they could from America and just sitting down and like writing out translations. Translating them. Yeah. And just like trying to... Like, it, it was like our equivalent of when we were kids of getting manga that was in Japanese yeah. and then having to go on weird internet uh -huh. forums to find transcripts of oh what was God. being said. Did you guys ever like get the transcripts and then write the fucking English inside yeah, of the Yeah, inside of your like, books. You wrote in your manga. I did it yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it, it's so funny, but but it's it, it, bringing up the whole D&D &D replay thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should have looked at this years ago and gone, <laughs> people were obsessed with reading about other people's D&D &D campaigns, yeah. right? We should put this on the internet because uh, right. look at where the internet is today. Uh -huh. I mean, we're literally live streaming D&D &D shows. Yeah. So it everyone's was like trying a, to do it. An early Twitch. It was. It was early Twitch. <laughs> Record of Lotus gave us all the signs. We just didn't listen. We just didn't pay attention. They tried to warn us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the OVA was released in 1990 and it was so funny watching it I was thinking to myself, this animation is very kind of dark and crisp looking. Mm -hmm. I went, I bet this is Studio Madhouse. Oh, Turns no. out it sure is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Studio Madhouse. Studio Madhouse was the, the, the like golden standard in yeah. the early 90s. Um, I think we're always hammering this on our show about Studio Madhouse. But uh, if you don't know, they did uh, Trigun, mm -hmm. Ninja Scroll, mm -hmm. Card Captor, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Sakura Tyson, like yeah. on and on and on with the best things you've ever seen in your whole life. Uh, I loved the style of animation. When I watched this, me it, too. It, it reminded me of what vintage anime looked like. Yeah, yeah, but it's really well animated. It's mm -hmm. so it's like beautiful hand drawings. I, I felt this way a little bit when I went back and watched the uh, Vampire Hunter D OVA. Mm -hmm. That to me, the animation still looked so good mm -hmm. because it, again, you have that direct to video budget, which is a little more sometimes than the stuff that was on. Yeah. TV and certainly you were able to portray these darker storylines because this shit is dark, you guys. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of people die in very gruesome ways. Yeah, um, I but have to say yeah, how they mitigate some of that violence. And this is still—it's not that Japan was so, you know, trying to not show gory violence, like like multiple stabbings. But I think in the anime as an art form, like the way they told the story, especially you can see in this in Record Lotus War, like you can see that they do these things where they just zoom in on faces and like yeah. it's more about how the character is feeling in the moment that's true and the story that's being told than the action and the violence and it's when you watch this and you keep that in your back of your head you can really see they take such care to like show the anguish and they do so with the, the whole style of the, the the line art oh my god the line art in this they do that thing where instead of a you know straight black line down yeah. it's, it's like it looks like a crayon or chalk yes, yes you know definitely it has that charcoal look to everything and that gives everything this gritty feeling um, instead of when they look down, instead of just a, like a dark gray it, shadow, yeah. they draw lines over their face. Yeah. So it's just everything gets, gets so gritty and it's I love that. It's it, great. it feels like, uh, who does, um, is, um, oh my gosh, did the American Tale animation for like. Oh, uh, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. yep. His name is right <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. tongue. It's like, give me a second. Don, I'm going to uh, find Don Bluth. Bluth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got yes, there. We got nice. there. 
Uh, but like it reminds me of like an Eastern influence of like like it seems similar. I see parallels sure. and like that darker animation and like yeah. it, it takes and the me, color palette. Yeah, 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 exactly. It reminds me of that art style a lot. I think it's really really pretty. It's so funny. When I was a kid, I remember I I had just started playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I think I was also reading Fellowship of the Ring for the first time. So I. And, and this is at the height of me really getting into anime. So I was dying to see Record of Lotus War. Mm. I remember I got the OVAs on DVD. They came in a two-disc set. So the first seven episodes, which we're covering, were on the first disc. And then the back half was on the other. And actually, at the end of episode seven is a perfect stopping point really in this. Is. Yeah. because at, Because of what happens at the end of episode seven. And I mean, spoilers, but you knew there were going to be spoilers. <laughs> the two like kings of old kill yeah. one another. Right. And yeah. so now the, the whole world will never be the same. Well, uh, didn't, because, uh, well, the, the evil king, who Veld, 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 not Veld. He, uh, <laughs> he got the... The, he got smited, he got smited yeah. with, uh-huh. that, exactly. with that uh, with that spear. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's crazy. It's, what a uh, what a crazy the sh- the, cliffhanger. The show is great. I think uh, you're saying you're desperate for anything D&D related. Yeah. So when you look at the characters, very oh, first episode so is oh. kind of a weird flash forward, but you get, you have your knight, uh, you have your yes. cleric, uh, beautiful elf girl. Though I feel like Parn likes to dance the paladin line pretty hard. He does. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Today, but uh, he's got some shit going on. Uh, you have a mage. Yeah. Uh, who am I saying? The dwarf. Uh, the rogue thief. Yeah, yeah. Rogue. yeah. He was he's a, a dwarf fighter. Yeah, Woodchuck is Woodchuck a rogue. I re- I loved Woodchuck too because I was I playing. Played- I was playing a rogue. Oh my god, Matt! <laughs> I, I played just like he would play when I when I first uh-huh. started being. Oh, yeah. so, I'm gonna get it all. Exactly. We're like, good now. Oh, you're going to a dance. I'm gonna gamble. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was so, very good. So that was the thing was was you know watching this as as a teenager, young teenager who just started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Again, I loved Woodchuck so much as a character because I was playing a rogue. But I remember overall feeling like this isn't how D&D campaigns really go. I was like, this is all very, very serious. There's basically <laughs> no moments of comic relief in uh-huh. this yeah. at all. You dance the line a couple times thanks to Woodchuck, you yeah, know, exactly. as you say, deciding to go gamble with people <laughs> instead of actually participating in this party that they're all supposed to go to. Uh-huh. But I... I but as an adult watching it, I'm like, man, I'm enjoying this really convoluted, history-rich Tolkien ripoff. <laughs> Even like, because I watched it, uh, Funimation, I watched the dub of it, and it just the way they were talking, it's kind of like, it felt like I was watching role players. <laughs> like, like, what's the What's the cleric's name? Or the, uh, Eto. Eto. Like, yeah. uh, my, I had a friend who played a cleric who literally talked like, he talked just like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, and the dwarf, like, it's just perfect. Yeah. It's Perfectly. It's a caricature of what it should be. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so charming. Yeah. So it's this so is like good. the quintessential gang goes to save the, the, fel- the the quintessential fellowship goes to get the rings, but not the rings, but not else. the rings. <laughs> uh, the first episode is like Hella Gimli going to his Dorvin historical. Oh yeah, it's yeah. just like going into the mines of Moria. Like yeah. that's yeah. where we start, and then you find out that, and then basically the next four episodes or so show you how we got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah how the party met. And stuff I think like you know, in terms of the storytelling. It, but except for the first episode, it's mostly linear. It is mostly um, linear, yeah. And I think, uh, I, I read some reviews about this show that it's like, oh, it feels like the characters are a little empty sometimes because they're such caricatures of their role. Sure. But yeah. I did feel like the standout for me and for a lot of cool girls like me is Deedlet. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I didn't like her in the first episode, though. I was, like, nervous that she was going to become, like, I was like, oh, she's just, like, this 
She's just hanging out with them. Hanging out this damsel kind of like. I think they. She really. But then she got really. I really really liked her though. Yeah, she got OP pretty quickly. But the problem with her little problem with her character is that they do they do a lot of these like there has to be beauty in a scene, so it's her. There has to be comic relief in a scene, then it's her getting mad and being like unreasonable. Sure. they, They throw kind of. All of the non-serious parts of the show onto her, and, and a little bit on the Woodchuck, and, and on Woodchuck a little. But like, but yeah. I feel like if there's a lot of like, she's just this beautiful thing here to hang, and I'm like, this bitch got so many powers, she should be using them a little more often than like yeah. once an episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree because I mean, even when you you're first introduced her and she gets involved in the fight at the village and she sees the dark elf show up, mm-hmm. she she's like, Parn, you are no match for this guy. You mm-hmm. stay yeah. here. I got this. Yeah, you just keep. Yeah. hacking at some kobolds like <laughs> yeah yeah Which, and i was like that's what kobolds look like i did not think yeah. in my campaign that's not what they look like but anyway um and i think that you know the the ending the opening scene the ending scene is still like her and parn so romantic so romantic yeah. you don't really get to, you don't really get no no at this point it seems like parn is more in love with king cashew oh yeah, yeah exactly with her king is, is he's it, literally like always in, <laughs> how do they say gazing in the, over it, at king cashew yeah in the do they, they say cashew or cashew uh they say cashew like yeah. like okay. the nut. <laughs> Yeah, in the, in the, in the, in the subtitle they say so I didn't think it was, think it was yeah. cashew. Yeah, 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 cashew. Yeah. So this uh, plot of this, the plot of this plot, yeah, there's sure, like there's, 20, one. there's like twenty kings, and then they're all like, they're all dead now. So that's, yeah, they they're that's like the seven. six heroes of old, yeah. and uh, a bunch of them are kings, and uh-huh, uh-huh. one of them is clearly the sort of deed lit equivalent that they're a, a, a fighter magic user right. who's yeah. also has other mystical <laughs> elf related powers um and then one of them is like a priestess whose daughter has a thing going on now because she's possessed by an ancient sorcery circlet and right. now yeah. she's the witch carla instead of the priestess lelia mm. <laughs> it's basically these six Ten, six warriors of old. Yeah, six uh, warriors. What do you old. call them? Of old or uh, legend? Light? Legend? L- light? Of light? Light? I don't know. Hope? Maybe that's maybe that's Hope. a Final Fantasy thing. So these <laughs> these six old people. Uh, the parallels between them and then Parn's group is very very obvious. Very obvious. Then <laughs> the ballroom scene, they like pan in on someone's face and then pan in on the legend. Yeah. There's a whole song about it. Oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. About it. The song. I went. I went. Let's lay out the entire plot in a minor key, <laughs> so you know it's sort of sad. <laughs> I want to see the GM doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally Everybody that. in this universe plays a lute, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because like he plays a lute and then Parn's like sitting on a wall being sad and Deedlick comes up there and plays a lute. It's, just like, it's so funny. He's like, girl, don't follow me. And she's like, I'm going to follow you. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that he, was the whole conversation. Speaking of decisions that mean nothing, there's a lot of times in the show when they're like, we can't do this. It's terrible or dangerous. And then they do it and like, nothing happens to them. Yeah. Remember when they go into the forest of no return? And then yeah. like, yeah, there's, and then really, Gim, Gim gets uh, caught. He thinks about something and he gets freaked out. And then they're just like, oh, we're fine. Here's the thing. Right, there's, right. there's been really no consequences for the PCs as of late. So, uh, we get a lot of flack on the uh, Star Wars RPG that <laughs> I do uh, for uh, having NPCs end up dead all the time. Y'all don't want to be an NPC in this story because you are definitely going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's that, true. Every it's true. NPC dies uh, except King Kashue because he's well, just. Well, not yet. Well, I don't not know. Yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We don't know. But we don't know. Big, big Cashew. Big Cashew. Big, 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 <laughs> big, big Cashew. Tune in next Dude, there's this, uh, there's this sound effect that they use, and, and it's like anytime something. It's like a, a jump or someone attacks out of nowhere. Like, it's like this. It's like this. Wah! 
Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. Just, like, yeah. Over the top That's noise. so 90s. I love it. it. I love it's, every second of the it. Whole, the whole thing is so melodramatic. Yeah. But yeah. In, a, in a really charming of its age mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah. Definitely. I think. I think so too. Um, yeah. It's good. I, but I had completely forgotten. I mean, and again, it's like, it's all just like such character archetypes. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about. Uh, Pirates, the dark elf girl. Oh my I gosh! Got right? So yeah. excited when she showed up. Yeah. And, and you guys, there's Ashram, the Black Knight. Uh huh. Like Dark Knight. We're gonna call him that, I think. <laughs> uh, is it the Is it the Dark Knight? No, it's the Black Knight. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a, the, there's a name Wait, of an episode one's... called the Black Knight. Oh, because he's not an elf. I keep yeah. thinking he's an elf. He hangs out with elves. He does. Yeah, he hangs yeah. out with <laughs> elves, and he and I mean, it's clearly he's set up to be the main baddie. You can mm-hmm. tell from moment one. Oh, absolutely. His hair is way too long to be a minor. Exactly. Character. <laughs> he is a that is a main character. Yeah. His okay? forehead is way too big to be a minor character. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah, but I love the, the she was great. The like clear like sexual tension going on between very, him and Pirates. Yeah, it's good. Great. And there's a lot of fan art. Uh, if you Google it, yeah. avert your eyes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Maybe turn safe search on. Uh, it really made me, um, actually I was reading something uh, about a lot of people who are designing for Lord of the Rings right at the beginning of the movie before they start production. And a sure. lot of people reference back to, uh, to Record of Lotus War because yeah. people hadn't seen elves that look differently than say just a guy like you know or you yeah elf ears and I got these off eBay thank you or like a Santa um, elf yeah so yeah or Santa elves so I think I've heard that some people use some reference from that well and the thing that I appreciate about the way that the elves are drawn in this is they are very much Tolkien elves they are Absolutely. tall they're not shrimpy yeah. they're very regal and they're they, high and, elves <laughs> yeah and they, they do and they have that like Tolkien elf attitude also yeah. which which I, I do enjoy. And like yeah. the thing I love about this, the 90s also, is that the hair in the front always has to be real big for yeah. whatever reason. Hair in back real long, shoulder pads. Alpha I mean, here. they need yeah, to be super long. at <laughs> least the wingspan of a of a small to medium-sized oh, hawk. They ain't get through no me, you, don't make hallways like that anymore. No, they don't. We don't. <laughs> nope. I'll get through this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it is such an aesthetic though of that time period in animation and character design. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh god, I love that. It really made me want to cosplay uh, Deedla like real bad. I, I know, me feeling. too. And it's so funny because I I remember, uh, and I think it, it's some of the stuff that you referenced, Michelle, of as as a teenager being sort of annoyed with some of the problems with her character mm-hmm. in terms of stuff falling on her being totally unreasonable and the fact that she started off super OP mm-hmm. so that, you know, they kind of underplay that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as, but I, I think as an adult too, you, you're a little more, you have a little more perspective and are a little more forgiving of some of those things. It's almost like, well, at least they put a girl in it. Well, I mean, no. <laughs> I've seen worse shit happen to girls in anime. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Which is upsetting. And, and at sad, this but. point, you know, both of the sort of antagonist female characters are so cool also. Really that, oh my, yeah. I mean, the, the Grey Witch. Like, oh, Carla oh, is oh, amazing. Oh, Carla is yeah. very good. And she's she, very good. The, you know, you don't, you don't draw 7,000 little hairs in front of someone's face unless she's a main character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I love that she is just that force of chaos, that yeah. she's just trying to bring balance to Lotos, and yeah. Lotos can never be conquered, nor can it be unified. And yeah. that's where we're that. uh, Her Japanese voice actress, holy Oh hell. my God, she's so good. She's it's like seduct. It's like a seductress, but it's also really scary. Yeah, and like just a little too yep. calm. It's very, like, very good. I can't I tell if I'm in love with you or if I want to flee in terror immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very good. Uh, very yeah, good. and that's you know that's where it ends with uh, with with, with uh, Beld killing Fawn, uh, yeah. and then Carla being like, "Nope, 
Yeah. Magic Karn, spear. Like, ah. Oh, and then they wake I up a bunch of dragons, a... right? Oh, oh yeah, the dragons. Dragon she, she I, I think I, both of them. I think it was dying, a combination. Like, yeah, because it was implied yeah. that Beld, Beld definitely had a thing going on with one of the dragons, and so maybe it had something Ooh, to do with his death. Not in like maybe. a sexy way. He was connected guys. to them. I think they yeah. were all connected. To I think they were all like psychically connected. No one knows. There's some dragon stuff happening. But anyway, uh, we'll just have to uh, stay tuned Yay. until next week to yes. find out what happens in the rest. And it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot more sadness and death. Jeez, guys. It, get, nope. it, it takes a turn, you guys. That's the thing I most remember about this show. Uh, but anyway, uh, until then, thank you guys yes. so much for watching the show uh, Matt do you have anything that you uh, have going on that you want to tell the people about yeah guys make sure to you know follow me at Shy Guy Express and check out Hit Points on Hyper RPG's YouTube and stay tuned to Hyper RPG for more awesome content and uh, check out our My Hero Academia Weekly Hero Challenge it's yeah. super positive it's a great corner of positivity every week uh, thank you for everyone who submitted and yeah check that out Michelle cool. Um, you can find me on the internet at I am Jerry Bunny. Uh, I've got a weekly podcast called Senpai Buddies. You can find that at senpaibuddies.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, I do Table Flip Thursdays here at a Hip RPG with Matt and sometimes Lucas, sometimes Zach, sometimes just the dogs. You know, just tune in. Oh, watch yeah, that. Yeah. I would love it if it was just you and the dogs <laughs> sometimes. That would be really great. <laughs> yeah, that would be super cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know everything I'm doing because I tweet a lot. Yeah. Uh, remember, guys, your assignment for next week is to finish Record of Lotus War, so that'll be episodes 8 through 13. And until then, this episode of the Hyper Otaku Anime Club is dismissed.